listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Lyle is in Mesa and now is in middle school because he's caller number seven. We're going to get you enrolled. Three questions, get two out of three correct, and you're all set with Sammy Hagar in the circle and George Thorogood tickets. Good luck. Nice. All right. Quick reminder here, Lyle, that middle school is sponsored by Train. You can visit traininfo.com to find your local independent train dealer. It's hard to stop a train. Don't know if you saw this yesterday online, but there was some sort of thing going around that yesterday was actually George Jetson's birthday. Oh, yeah. That's the you thing know, that was you, something on, yeah, on it's, Facebook. It was going around. It's never been proven, right. but that was going around. So, I, By the way, I am not the father, as we know now. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it's, I'm impos- it's impossible for me to have birthed George Jetson via vasectomy. So oh, I got you. Yeah, okay. sterility joke. Thank All you. All right. So uh, the Jetsons will be our topic today. Oh, sweet. Uh, this was the first, uh, excuse me, the Jetsons holds this distinction as a TV show. Was it that it was the first TV show where the couple had an open marriage? Was it the first show on ABC broadcast in color? Or was it the first TV show to ever use the word sphincter? Number two. Yes, absolutely. Number, Number two. two. Sure. Yes. yes. First show on That's ABC broadcast in color. Yeah. All right. So the Jetsons debuted in 1962. How many seasons did it run? One, three, or five? I'm going with five. It ran one season. Yeah, there aren't that many Jetsons. There aren't that many Jetsons cartoons. There are 24 of them. Yeah, there aren't that many. (laughs) I've seen them all. I think you have, too. I think we all have. I think it did make a comeback at some point. They did it again. But the original run, one season, and then it was, you know, that's all you saw for 20 years, probably. The Jetsons was the Flintstones in space is what it was. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Awesome show. All right. Here is a product that the Jetsons predicted. Like this product showed up on their show before it existed. Was it uh, varying length dog leashes? Was it professional wrestling action figures? Or was it a tanning bed? Mm, I'm going with dog leashes. It's actually the tanning bed. Yeah. (laughs) I knew I'd get you on the Astro thing there. uh, By the way, same voice as Scooby Doo. Absolutely, same guy. It was, yeah, yes. Um, As if we didn't know. Yeah. So, uh, hey, listen, Lyle, hang with us. We'll get you some tickets anyway. All right, awesome. All right, have a good Monday. Hang on. Yeah, I mean, that was the first time you you had to pick a side as a kid. Which which cartoons you like? Did you like the Hanna Barbera cartoons, which was Scooby Doo and Josie and the Pussycats and and the Jetsons, or did you like Bugs Bunny cartoons? Those were the two, that was the first time I, I remember separation amongst friends. It was like, oh no, Scooby Doo's way better than Bugs Bunny. No, he's not. You know that kind of stuff. Or you could like them all. <clears throat> well, I did like them all, yeah. but you got to have a favorite. Yeah. Everybody has a favorite. Yeah, favorite cartoon for yeah. sure. Um, but the Jetsons, that's the most amazing thing to me, is that it only ran for one season. I also think it's interesting, that, and I think we forget this because we have so many of them now, like, you know, Bob's Burgers and Family Guy and The, and the Simpsons. Cartoons, for at one point, were primetime television. Yeah. They were Flintstone, on time. That was like was. real. That was what everybody got around and watched instead of Friends and things like that. So, an interesting thing. After a weekend where we lost not only Bill Russell, but also Lieutenant Uhura. 
Did Very you know, sad. Did you know Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek had a first name? You told me this yesterday on the phone. I had no, I had no idea. Nyota. Nyota Uhura. Nyota Uhura. N-Y-O-T-A. And her Nyota? sister, Mary. Yes. <laughs> jo- Josephine Uhura. Perhaps you don't know her. She was a little less, little less accomplished in her life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She didn't wear a, a, a receiver in her ear. No. Um, Which looked like a D battery. It something. did, <laughs> yes. It was very strange. How did it stay there? You know what, though? There's another example of Star Trek predicting future equipment. Earbuds. Right, exactly. Who would have thought? You know, actually, if you if you go through the Star the Star Trek thing, there's a whole thing online you can find of different inventions I mean, that had not happened yet, but the they iPad. sort of had. Yeah, they had these little things. Um, you know, the, the cell phone basically. The, the flip, flip phone. phone is, yeah. You know, they they've got that. They've but the got, iPad is a tri. I mean, now that you, I mean, it's all that. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And the little thing that Doctor McCoy would wave around people to see what kind of sickness they have. They have devices like that. Yeah. Now, well, that's so. there's your ultrasound. Right. You yeah, know. I mean. Yeah. yeah or your M- MRI, if you will. Yeah, no, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, whatever. It's the strangest thing. There are two shows, two TV shows that have that have predicted future events and technologies in the world. One is Star Trek. The other one is The Simpsons. Simpsons so many yeah. things. So many oh. things The Simpsons has predicted, including the Trump presidency and all that stuff. The Simpsons has predicted so much weird stuff. It really is. People have looked into it for we whatever just, reason. We just mentioned the Jetsons also predicting the tanning bed. Yeah, that was something in one of their shows long before it had been invented. Yeah, so, kind of interesting. Let, you know what? Let's just for fun. I want to see, uh, and, don't, and don't give it away if you, if you figure out what it is. Um, if you want to play this, this is a mystery sound. You can give us a call just for fun. Tell us what you think this is. I recorded it. <laughs> it's pleasant, isn't it? Yes. It sounds very <laughs> really melodic. <laughs> sounds, sounds a little flatulent is what it sounds like. Shall we play our mystery sound again? <laughs> I, record, I recorded that on Friday. <laughs> it's a lovely sound. It certainly is. Yeah. One more time. There All you right, go. And so, wait, 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 wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, That's what we're for looking good for. Measure. Sure, why not? All right, so let's see if somebody can guess what it is. What do you think? Like a whoopee cushion. It did sound like a whoopee a cushion, bit, yeah. but that is not correct. Hi, what do you think that sound was? Um, is it your truck back and then to your garbage bin? <laughs> Pretty good. Does sound does sound like recycled plastic. <laughs> nice job, but no. Hello, it's Mark and Neander Paul. Is it a piece of furniture scratching across the floor? Oh, that has a nice feel to it, yeah. It is not. But Thank that's, you. That's a nice one though. Yeah. It is none of those things. You want to play one more time? Sure. Because right, it's annoying as hell. Note note the sounds around it. Yep. It sounds like I am driving. And you know what that sound is? Yeah. That is, uh, that's some windshield wipers on, on intermittent is what that is. <laughs> that, is that is the first time you've run your windshield wipers in a few yep. weeks. And, and that was, it wasn't raining hard. It was just Not sprinkling, enough, sprinkling yeah. enough to be yeah. a pain in the neck that yep. you wanted off your windshield. Yep. And yet when you turn your wipers on, this, this has got to be the worst state in the union for windshield wipers. Well, it, because, you know, you don't use your windshield you wipers for like nine months. 
And then all of a sudden, July, mid-July comes around, late July comes around, we get monsoon, and it starts to rain, and you go, oh my God, it's raining, and you turn on your windshield wipers, and then, and your windshield wipers just disintegrate. The yeah. rubber, the rubber, or you get the, 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 the sperm tail, or it's just sort of waving it like, 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 you know. Yeah. And this one is, you know, it, it, it worked as poorly as it sounds. All right. I'll I'm just sure say that. Sounds, yeah, yeah. I got to, I got to change one of now, them because it, the whole middle of it does barely works. Now, do you have, uh, I found this out with my truck, um, because it's a relatively new vehicle. Um, I have what they call, I guess, sensitive, like water sensitive intermittent. So like you can turn it on intermittent and it, and it will go, you know, there's a timer. You can click it to yes. positions to see how, how often your windshield wiper sweeps the uh, front windshield. Or you have this thing that's like, for whatever reason, if the windshield wipers sense the rain, they sweep the windshield. I don't have that. Yeah. I guess just the fancy people have that. Yeah, I got I the know. I got the fancy. I, I didn't I found out by it accident. I added I added on, you know, I flipped my windshield wipers on. I'm like, why is it not sweeping the windshield wiper? Why is it not sweeping? Why is it what's are my windshield wipers broken? And then all of a sudden they swept and I was like, Oh. And then I thought, well, there's not enough rain on the windshield, and apparently they're sensitive enough no, I, to know, yeah. I uh, I don't want that. I feel like I need to have control over my wipers. Yes. And the speed at which they, yes, they, exactly. they go and yeah. mm-hmm. intermittently and so forth. Yes. Sure, right, whatever. Yep, got to maintain control over that. Yes, of course. That's not OCD at all. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just so it was that. just like, like I said, I turned those on. I was like, oh, my God, what a horrible sound. These things are not ready to go. But, but, fact of the matter is they didn't disintegrate so you're good for like another week or two we shall because now once they get wet then they'll dry out right away and Uh, it'll just be like it'll be like a sponge you've left on the side of the sink too long (laughs) you know timing is everything how so well we uh we booked a uh, an Airbnb months back. You know, we try and do get out of the valley one weekend a summer. Well, it's you this know, thing. Get up to Flagstaff. Or what's up to Northern Arizona? And- it's the two 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 rule, right? It's the whole uh, do a, a date night every two weeks. Do it. Do a. <laughs> you know, I don't a, know about that. Oh, but- yeah, yeah. You do a date night every when you're married. When you've been married a long time, it's a, you do a date night every two weeks. You do a weekend away every two months, mm-hmm. and then you do a vacation somewhere every two years. I've never heard that. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's supposed you know. to be the, That's supposed to be the formula yeah. to, but, to take care of a take well, care so of a marriage. You know, we want to try and I get said out the of, unmarried guy. Yeah, but <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, get out of the sun. You know, get out of the valley because of the heat. You know, pick probably. You know, you book it in advance. So how are we to know this was going to be one of the cooler weekends that we no, had no, here you, in the valley? But if you were to look at the calendar and say, okay, what weekend do I want to get out of Phoenix? July last 29th. weekend, last weekend in July yeah. would make sense. Yeah. yeah. So and it just made it nicer up there. You right. Know, it was it was nice sure. and cool. But um, it's funny because we we rent this little house. You know, it's in a neighborhood basically, and uh, you know we that's we where t- houses are, Mark. We, it, well, it's not out in the country, is what I'm saying. It's, yeah, right. it's not by itself, but. Uh, we take Patch the dog with us, and uh, she's a good traveler. Yeah. So on Saturday morning, I slept in because I hadn't slept much on Friday. So sure. uh, my wife got up well before me. So I get up around 7.30, I think, something like that. And as soon as I get up, I get, and we kind of do this with each other, we give the sort of the dog excretion update because our dog is not one who makes a big show of needing to go to the bathroom. Right. Um, so you got to kind of schedule it out. We got to kind of be aware of, you know, every few hours and that kind of thing. So, yeah, they're creatures of habit, so you yeah. kind of get into a routine. They train you, so, so to speak. So, yeah, exactly. So I get up. She tells me, hey, just so you know, I, I took Patch out already. She's peed. She's pooped. Right. And she goes, and oh, she goes, oh, by the way, I, I bagged up the poop 
Um, but I didn't know where to put it. Enjoy your breakfast. And so I said, oh, they, you know, they got a trash pail on the side of the house. And she's like, okay. And then we do some other things, have a little breakfast, go out for a nice long walk. I think we took a drive, ran an errand. We come back, and I'm walking back into the house, and I pass this there's this small spare bedroom that leads out to the back door into the backyard. And what do I see on a desk in there? Let me guess. <laughs> A small bag. A small plastic bag. Wow. Could you not smell that? That is not enough. I, I will give my wife credit on this ang on this part. She knotted it up very well because you couldn't smell it. Okay. Yes. But I pass it, I stop, I look back in the room, I'm like, babe, there's a plastic bag sitting on the desk in here. Is that what I think it is? And she's like, Oh my god, I forgot to put the you know. She, I'm like, that is what I think it is. It's the poop. Yep. She's like, yeah. I'm sure the people I'm you like, rented the house enjoy the fact that you left a bag of crap on their desk for a while. That's going to that's gonna hurt your Yelp review. And, she, and she's like, you know, she's she knows she's busted, but she's just messing around. She's like, well, I told you I didn't know where to put it. I was like, how about anywhere outside the house? Yeah. Yeah. Just for future reference. And yeah. that's it. In what world is leaving a bag of <laughs> crap inside a house, any house, even if it's not your own? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just, you know, she she forgot she forgot it was there. And I was like, what did she do? Would she take a future, phone call or something? Future, you, just, you know, you get involved in things. I don't know. I wasn't up. But, but uh, I said, you know, just for future reference, if you don't know where to put it, anywhere outside will do temporarily. By the way, right? that's that was a that what you just did there was a prime example of mansplaining to your wife. And for the women out there, mansplaining is when men tell women <laughs> information that they don't believe they're smart yeah. enough to know on their own. I mean, to give my wife credit, <laughs> to give my wife credit, and I showed her where the trash pail was, but uh, to give her credit, she did book the weekend, and we had some amazing meals that she whipped together while we were there. Yeah, so. after three minutes of talking about dog crap, <laughs> sure, why not bring up food? <laughs> you know, I'm weird. Yeah, a little bit. Sniffing, sniffing that stuff doesn't bother me. I can still eat. Gross. We- Jesse, it's time for you guys uh, time out for Spanish. As a public service and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking time out for Spanish. We've got Chris from Scottsdale on the phone trying to win a gift card for Twin Peaks where they do their signature 29 degree beers. Here's how we play, Chris. So simple. We'll give you a Spanish phrase and then you have to translate it, but we give you help in the form of three choices in English. You ready to go? Yeah. All right. This is a special edition of Time Out for Spanish. This is from the limited and very funny Yo Mama So Fat Time Out for Spanish. Ooh, a very special Time Out <laughs> for Spanish. A very special Time Out for Spanish. Here comes your Spanish phrase. Yo Mama está tan gorda, su tipo de sangre es ragu. Did you hear that? Yeah, one more time, please. <laughs> sure. Yo mama está tan gorda, su tipo de sangre es ragu. All right, that does translate into one of the following. <laughs> is it A, yo mama's so fat when she skips a meal, the stock market drops. <laughs> <laughs> or is it B, yo mama's so fat if she were a Star Wars character, her name would be Admiral Snackbar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. Or C, your mama's so fat, her blood type is ragu. 
<laughs> Which one is it? Oh, I like that second one, but I got to go with C. It is C. Congratulations. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah, the second one is, in fact, a trap. <laughs> Congratulations. You've Thanks won in Time that. Out for Spanish. Awesome. Time Out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. All right, another question. All right. Okay. We, and we got into this discussion uh, with, with a couple other people here at work last week because I had mentioned about, about bed making. Right. Um, you know, a couple of Fridays ago, I came home and really it just wasn't feeling great. Right. And my wife, who was working four tens at the time, was home. I said, listen, I'm going to sleep from about like 11 to like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, try and, try and shake this out of me, whatever it is. I try to do that every day. Yeah. Yeah, I try to do that around 1130 to like, you know, right around 4 o'clock or so, right before we talk. And so I, uh, at about 1 o'clock, I go up, I, I fall asleep at 1115, uh, about 1 o'clock. My wife kind of sneaks into the bedroom. She needed to get something in there, and, right. and it woke me up a little bit. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. So I get up. I go into the bathroom, go to the bathroom. When I come back, I go to get into bed, and the bed had already been made. She's compulsive that way with the bed. Good for her. Um, and I was like, babe, I'm getting back in. She's like, I'm sorry. I just It's reflex. Well, that's and cool. So, yeah. And so that was the uh, – I mentioned that, and somebody else here was like, well, yeah, you got to have the bed made. I'm like, what? I'm like, he, he, he goes, you were getting back into the bed, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, it's got to be made then. I'm like, not not for me. That that doesn't matter to me whether the bed's made or not as far as getting into it. I will tell you this, and this might be, I don't know if it's weird or not, but I make the bed when I get up uh, if I actually use the it's bed. It's not weird. It's just. If, but, but if I actually use the bed, like sometimes, first of all, uh, I should have known my marriage was over when uh, my ex-wife and I went out and bought. When we remember when we doing the we were doing the mattress endorsements, yeah, and we got we ever had to go out and pick out a bed. We picked out a bed and we had to get split twins to make up a California king because she didn't like the mattress firmness that I liked. So we had two separate. So we have the split bed. So I should have. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's always an indicator, but, but uh, <laughs> I should have known. I should have known because now yeah. I have the divot, and in the unlikely event I have a visitor. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Grand Canyon situation yeah, yeah, that happens yeah, in the that middle does, of the It does to, happen with those kinds of beds. Yeah, we have to pick yeah. a side, and you know that's, that's yep. and that's always a problem because there's two different firmnesses, and it's never fun. Uh, but my point being, uh, oftentimes I have made the bed, and because it's summertime, I will just lay on top of the bed. Uh, and just throw up one of those like little thin fleece blankets over me. I'll do me. that too. And I yeah. do that regardless of whether or not I'm sleeping in the bed. I always do that when I nap. There's a difference between going to bed and napping. Mm. If I if my bed is made and I'm not going to bed for the night, I will not get under the covers no matter what. But if my bed is made and I want to take a nap, I will not get under the covers until I get and it's time to go to bed. Then I jump. Uh. If I'm jumping in to take a nap, I always throw like a blanket over me or something like that. There's right. a difference between napping and sleeping. All right. I mean, I have slept on top of the bed and I'll use a T-shirt or something like if it's warm. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a T-shirt as a cover, not wearing the T-shirt, but using it as, as like almost like a blanket um, just so you have something. Yeah, yeah. You, you do but, the blanket and you have like one leg hanging out or yeah, wrapped exactly. foot or whatever it is. Yeah. But, but not a rule. Um, and yeah, it doesn't, I, I'm curious. We posted this and people are very definite, you know, uh, I was raised to make my bed just feels cleaner for some reason. Agree. Well, it does, it's you know, making your bed does make your, the entire bedroom look like it's done. It's clean. It, it's certainly neater. I admit that. I, yeah. I, I can guarantee you that I probably never once made my bed the entire time I lived out of my parents' house and before I got married. 
and my wife and I moved in together, although we moved in together before we got married. But the times I was living alone or with, with other guys and had my own room, probably never once made the bed. It was easy to make a water bed because it's a water bed. So they have the fitted sheet around the, uh, the mattress, you know, the bladder mattress. Right. And then you just throw a blanket over the top because it's a wood frame. Mm-hmm. So it's literally, literally, you just throw the blanket over the top and it's made. That's pretty easy. That was easy, yeah. yeah. It's lazy man's bed so, is what that uh, was. You know, 480-470-KSLX, just curious. And from... From the uh, the posts on our Facebook page, the Mark and Anna Paul Facebook page, looks like it's kind of split mostly for those who make, but many non-makers too. Doesn't matter to them. Yeah, so, and, and, and anybody that's done military service knows you have to make the you have to make the rack before right as you get out, or else it's not ship shape. Exactly. Then you get a blanket party. <laughs> Nobody wants that. No. Important matters of the day is do you make your bed before you get into it? Can you get into an unmade bed? I can. Did, did we did we not have a conversation with a gentleman in, in in a small conference room the other day who said he can't? He can't. He, what, but this person same is same guy who has to have a new towel every time he showers. This is the same guy who steals napkins from all this all the uh, fast food restaurants in the valley. All all the same guy. Yeah, he's got some serious issues. <laughs> so, all right, make the bed. Yes, no. I like to make the bed. However, for years and years, my I, my husband and I worked different shifts. I worked during the day. He worked at night. If I made the bed when I got out, it was just going to be unmade in, you know, an hour when he got home from work. So over the last 30 years, our bed hardly has ever been made unless we're having company or cleaning up or whatever. That being said, now that he works days... Our bed is still not made. <laughs> so we, we're, we're not good bed makers, although I do like a made bed. Okay. All right. So she likes the made bed, but obviously I, I, I just <laughs> not think enough to get, it, to get it made. I just think it's a neatness thing. Uh, I think that there's a there's a when you go into a bedroom, like, for example, you're selling a house, you leave the bed unmade. Oh, no, no, never, never. got to show that house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my point. There's yeah. there's a presentation thing. And in the unlikely event, I have a female guest over the house. The last thing you want to do is walk, have her, you know, because you don't plan for that. Maybe you're out at a bar some night or you go out and you you meet somebody or you're, you're hanging out with friends and one of your friends, you know, you get that that social engagement afterwards. You come home, you go, hang on out here, wait out here in the kitchen. I got to make the bed. Yes, you exactly. can't do yeah. that. You got to let me back. Let me back. Also. Yeah, you got to make yeah. you got to be prepared for a potential unexpected and, and uninvited guest. Uh, Cody on the on our post on the Mark and the Interpol Facebook page says, "No, nope, I don't make the bed. The bed stays med- made. It's always been made. I sleep under a queen size homemade quilt." Okay, kind of like what we were talking about yeah, before, yeah. but I don't do yeah. it every time. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Steve says can't sleep if the bed is not made. He can't sleep. He can't get into it if the bed is not made. Wow, that's weird. Um, John says, yeah. And then he goes, one of the best parts is having is that you get to loosen it up when you get into it. Because well, I can't stand having it tucked in in the corners. I hate that feeling. I will tell you. I, see, I like that. I like being sort having of being tucked in. trapped in there? Uh, yeah, because it's like a sleeping bag. Like, I, I don't mind that. But here's the thing. I'm the guy. This is, I, you know, I'm going to share a little bit about my sleeping, sleeping experience. I'm the guy that pulls my leg out from underneath the blanket and then wraps it around once. <laughs> Like you kick your leg out and then you take it around and you wrap the blanket around okay. your foot. I understand your what foot, you're talking about. Your foot is completely out from under the bed, but you still have like a, it's still like a wrap for whatever reason. It's it's not like I'm it's not like it's a bungee cord and I'm going to be hanging upside down off yeah. my bed. But for whatever reason, it's just a comfort thing. If I'm under the covers, sometimes one leg will be out. Oh sure, yeah, you know, like yeah. that. So yeah. All right, what about you? Hey, so I 
as a youngster, I was always required to make my bed, so I knew how to do hospital corners and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And when I went into service, I was like one step ahead of most other guys. <laughs> and I still make my bed every morning, and my closet has all my shirts facing the same way because that's what we had to do in the military. Oh, very nice. All right. Yeah. That's, that's a... That's a fastidious one there. Well, the, the shirts the, facing the same way. I think, you know, look, the military has a tendency to to develop routines that I think if 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 a psychologist were to sit down and say if you weren't in the military and weren't involved in those standards, those military standards would be considered OCD. It's like a bad, you know, because you, you just get into a routine. Everybody does the same thing. Yeah. Not having been in the military, this is my view from a, from afar. I mean, they all do the same thing. They all get up the same way. They, like everything is so regimented that – Going back after military service, I bet you, and I don't know for this for sure, maybe 480-470-KSLX, I bet you the wives of military personnel, ex-military personnel, have to deal with that 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 order of them having to have the bed made. Or husbands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Sex, uh, sex is pig. Monster that's right. is what I am right that's there. That's right. But, yeah. yeah, you know, obviously a lot of those rules in the military are just to see if you'll follow them see how well you take orders obviously i guess yeah. or but it's it's also because one size fits all you got to have yes you got to yeah. have uniformity no, yeah. you know what yep. i mean yeah Cause, all right because green is a very fetching color in the meantime it's time for the mark and the Interpol dumbass of the day all right Salisbury, North Carolina. It's the first time I've ever heard of that town. Okay. Do they have steak there? Uh, I bet they do. Is it a Salisbury steak? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But uh, this town is going to make a big debut today here. How so? This happened a couple of weeks ago, and this would be terrible. How would you like to be awakened late in the evening by a phone call from a neighbor that some woman is outside your house trying to set it on fire? This Thursday night on the Nashville Network, <laughs> it's the brand new show... What you just said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the neighbor, How would you like to be? Yeah. <laughs> the neighbor uh, also called the cops, which is good, but this this was not a good situation. And it's what, it's what happened to a homeowner in Salisbury, North Carolina. He could not believe his eyes when he went outside. There was already a small fire burning on his front porch. Oh, boy. And well, that's, other, that's the, you know, the ding-dong ditch with the, the, right. with the bag and of poop. Right. No, nah, and no dog your, poop in your, there. Your wife may have been involved yeah, with a bag right. of dog poop. We're not that's sure right. yet. And uh, other bundles of wood were set up nearby. When he went to grab the hose, to put the fire out, the hose had been all clogged up on purpose by some kind of sealant. Wow. Yeah. This is some elaborate stuff. Right? And there, were, there were burning pieces of wood around the propane tank. I mean, not good. Serious business no, I'm, here. I'm with you. Yeah. The homeowner went back inside, got a rifle, and confronted the woman who had done all this. He had no idea who she was, <laughs> but now she was holding one of his dogs. Well, okay. All right, so... Now, now we have a problem here. Yeah. So with police on the way, the woman decided to bail out, ran over to her vehicle, taking the man's dog as she drove away. The homeowner put the fires out, but not before sustaining about $20,000 worth of damage wow. to the house. Wow. Uh, police caught up with the woman. She was arrested and now faces a variety of very, very serious charges. The homeowner, though, still wondered. Why? Why was she doing that to his house? He didn't even know her. Right. And it's a very simple reason she was trying to burn down the house of her boyfriend, who she was very angry with, but got the address wrong. Wait, her boyfriend? She doesn't know where he lives. She got the address wrong. Yeah. She doesn't know. She's never been to his house. I don't know. I don't know. She never... got the address wrong. She let's let's put it this way. She's no Lisa Left Eye Lopes. 
from TLC. That is a nice reference. Thank you. A 1990s I'm, reference. Yeah, and, Andre Risen approves. Yes, from the Atlanta Falcons. She mm-hmm. burned his, They were boyfriend and girlfriend. She burned his house down. And he it didn't file charges. He yeah. was like, yeah, no, my bad. I deserved yep, that. Yep, yep. <laughs> I had it coming. Wasn't a good thing to do, but at least she got the address correct. Exactly. So we'll <laughs> give her that one. That was a hell of a reference, though. Well yeah. done, yeah. Oh, that, was, uh, that was a big story back in the 90s. Certainly was. So uh, this gal, we don't have her name, but she is certainly the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. <laughs> and it was, you know, who knows? Maybe they had just started dating. She's one of these people who gets obsessed quickly or something. I don't know about and that. She'd that's never been to his ridiculous. house. Why would you do that? All right. It was sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports with Six Valley locations to serve you. You can check them out at ridenow.com. <laughs> Shall we get into some man achievements we from this should, past weekend? We should celebrate. And right. During the weekend, you probably engage in some activities that will prove this for yourself. I am hard at work. Flexing my Y chromosome. Look at what I've done. It's a man achievement. So, yeah, if you've had a man achievement this weekend, you can always give us a call. 480-470-KSLX. Giving you something to... Boast about yeah. to extol the virtues of manness. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little, I'm a little shy on the man achievements this weekend, unless you count, uh, you know, packing up the car and driving from Chandler to Flagstaff without having to pee along the way. That's Mark. Perhaps that's a man of a certain age achievement. No, Mark, you're being too humble. You left the safety confines of a major metropolitan area True. and went out and explored the vast wilderness True. of northern Arizona. And I did pack and unpack the car. Yes. Yeah. And and you were able to navigate mm-hmm. the treacherous roads of I-17, which is in fact not a date in any way, shape, or form, yet <laughs> it is called I-17. You defied historical map making. That is true. You should be proud of yourself. That is true. I suppose you can say it was a man achievement. It was a yes. man achievement. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I had a Gloria Gaynor moment. Oh? I will survive. Oh? Yeah. You know, when I got divorced, first I was afraid. I was petrified. Oh, I understand. Yeah. And then I realized that that stuff that I was hanging on to, just in case I needed it, I don't really need. Oh, just some of the stuff your wife left? I just, like, like I had some ceramic stuff that was like these cool, like, bric-a-brac things that you would get from, you know, the... Renfest, things mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You sit back and look at it and go, all right, this really isn't mine. It was something that was bought by my ex-wife or when I was with my ex-wife, and it represents a time in my life that doesn't really matter anymore. But it looks pretty good on the shelf. So I'll leave it there until I feel like it's no longer representative of who I am as a man. All right. And so I discarded much ceramic bric-a-brac. Okay. And I, I feel that that's, I feel that it was my, I was coming out of my hibernation yeah, as okay. a man. I understand. I feel like I was, I was spreading my wings as the phoenix that I am. Although you did use the phrase cool bric-a-brac, and I'm not sure if those can go together. Cool and bric-a-brac. I'm not sure you should be judging me, Mr. I packed the car and drove to a <laughs> suburban bear, bed and breakfast. All right, so let's let's get a man achievement as Airbnb, by the way. I don't care. <laughs> so, all right. Um, you said something about <laughs> fixing your wife's toilet? I put it together and I stopped the leak and I repaired the whole tank for her. 
So that was my achievement for the weekend. Sure. So you fixed the toilet. This You just said it was your wife's toilet. Do you have different yeah, toilets or designated own, toilets? Yeah, she's got her own toilet. I'm not allowed to use it. <laughs> wow. And she kept saying, my toilet won't stop running. I just get to it. And uh, finally this weekend, I went and bought everything I needed to, you know, repair it for her. And then I got inspired and hooked up a misting system in my yard. I was on a roll. Whoa. Well, that I, is impressive. Well, let me let me just now. I'm going to take a little wind out of your sails there, Mark. Yes, it's a man achievement to fix a toilet, a toilet you're not allowed to use. Right, by the way, that's a that's lim- giving, is what that is. So, well, it's the man. Well, it could be. Yes, you're right. It's the philanthropy of man. Yeah, giving while expecting nothing in return. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me, Mark. I was going to say that that man achievement of fixing the toilet was balanced out by the emasculation of not being able to actually use it. That does hurt, too. A little yeah, bit. Stings yeah. a bit. Yep. Um, but uh, then setting up a Mr. System? The guy was all yeah, about the yeah, water this yeah. weekend. I would say I would say overall, in the yin and yang of man achievementology, he wins. <laughs> <laughs> and so ends another session of Mark and Neanderthal's Man Achievements. I am hard at work, flexing my white chromosome. Look at what I've done. It's a man achievement. We lost a couple of uh, legends. Yeah, yeah, legends over the weekend. Um, I would say African-American pioneers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, Especially, yeah. Especially when you talk about Bill Russell of the Boston Celtics, um, a guy who was not only a great basketball player and a legendary champion, most championships for an individual player in NBA history. And sports history. Uh, yeah, he's the I, greatest winning percentage in professional sports, um, as championships goes. Well, you know, I mean, you, if you, yeah, I guess the Olympics is not professional sports, um, but um, you, could, you could pick out guys who've won more in the Olympics. But uh, Bill Russell was not only a great player, also was the, I think, the only, to this point, player coach in NBA history. Coached for a couple of seasons, his last couple of seasons. Yeah, he did. Which is amazing, uh, while he was still playing. And um, also was not afraid to talk up about, you know, speak up about civil rights. And that's not easy for a guy who was playing in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, which uh, is or which any player. arguably the most racist city in America, historically. And I know because I'm from there. Um, Bill Russell, you know, I mean, think about this for a second. Jordan, who is considered the greatest basketball player of all time, yeah. won... Uh, Six NBA titles, an NCAA title, and two Olympic gold medals. Bill Russell won 11 NBA titles, two NCAA championships, and an Olympic gold medal. All right? Bill Russell was 21-0 and 0 in winner-take-all games in the history of pro sports. He is the greatest winner any sport, any single sport has ever seen. Yeah, no, I, greatest champ, you know, most decorated player, and maybe the yep. most unique career, actually, the most noteworthy career of any NBA player in history. I wouldn't say he's the greatest player in NBA history. In fact, oh, I, no, I, I wouldn't I, say, I, well, Jordan is, Jordan is the greatest Jordan player. Jordan is, yeah. is, is, is running away with that, yeah, but um, but he was Bill also Russell's, the first first African-American to ever coach a major sports franchise. Yeah, it's, it's I, like I said, the one of the most decorated and noteworthy careers, if not the most noteworthy career in all of professional sports, maybe even. If rings are the measure, Bill Russell is the greatest of all time. He won He won 10 in yeah. 13 years and then two more as a coach. Although, uh, actually, I think it's 11 total that he won and two of them while coaching and playing. 
which yeah. is remarkable yeah, uh, stupid. in and of itself. But again, different time, though, before NBA free agency, whereas if you had a solid team, it would be solid for years and years because the players had no choice to leave. But that said, every team had like eight Hall of Famers on them. They were all great. So I think you're exaggerating there, but we'll see. But we, we can both agree on Bill Russell's greatness and that he was a pioneer and one of the bravest guys. Yes. You know, he, socially he, that you'll ever see. He played for one of the greatest sports franchises in one of the most unwelcoming cities of all time. And now we hear those sounds that we hear on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise and Lieutenant Uhura has left us at age 89, Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols was one of the first examples of little Paul figuring out his special purpose. Well, she was one of the first women on television that I found stunningly attractive and, and certainly was built for it and, and showcasing it in that beautiful red mini dress. Yep, and uh, certainly one of the... One of the things that, uh, you know, one of the people that showed us that the special purpose knows no racial barriers. No, the special (laughs) little Paul, little Paul is a divining rod and he's going to go where the most fertile ground is. Well, he did back then. Now, these days, not so much. Well, you know, back then there were not a lot of black women on television. No, Um, not not in a real role. In fact, right. Um, You know, you had Diane Carroll in the show, Julia. That was she was the first one to star at like to be the head. Headliner of the show, but I don't know where Nichelle Nichols comes in in terms of having a major role. You know, back then there were not a lot of major roles for African American actresses. In fact, she wanted to leave Star Trek. She wasn't happy on set, and it was the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. who convinced her to stay. You know what? One of the problems was that she was having neck problems because her head was tilted to one side because of that thing hanging out of her ear. Yeah, what is that? That, was, that D battery that, that was, thing sort of was That was tough. Um, but uh, that's interesting about Martin Luther King. Yeah, he actually was, talked you know, her into staying in because yeah. he said, look, this is, a, this is a role on a very popular television show in prime time. It's not a servant role. You're not a waitress. You're not a maid. You're not a housekeeper. You're not doing something subservient. He was you running are, the communications, you man. You are providing a very yeah. important role yeah. and, and a, as a role model. And then after Star Trek, Nichelle Nichols would go on to work with NASA, literally work with NASA in helping their diversity program and helping them hire people of color. Yeah. Age 89, so a good long life, but uh, yes, first interracial kiss on television with her and Kirk. And ah, Kirk got them all, baby. Yep, every, yep. He got every color. Yep. Any she, color woman he got. She left a long trail of young men. Wondering about things back when they were youngsters. It was, you know what? I was discovering strange new worlds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was. She provided the tingle for some of us. Yep, yep. I was. My communications, my hailing frequencies were (laughs) wide open, wide open. Hope you had a great weekend. I did. Um, Actually, it was a fantastic weekend. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too hot down here. A little humid, but um, we had uh, booked many months ago. We ran up to Flagstaff for the weekend, did the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me if you sound like, tell me if this sounds strange to you. You know, when you get into an Airbnb, they have like, you know, usually a little sheet of instructions that tells you what the Wi-Fi code is. And, sure. Okay. Um, you know, it might say something like, you know, don't use the right hand burner on the stove. It's it sometimes sparks. Well, you know, whatever it might that be. That doesn't seem safe at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm making that up. But Yeah, you wouldn't um, want to rent that to a, a stranger with that. And it also has exit instructions. 
You know, okay. Meaning something like, you know, take all the towels and that you've used, throw them in the bathtub. You know, and that's where the cleaning crew will come in and pick them up from. Okay. Here's what it said. Okay. It said, please leave the sheets on the bed. The cleaners can see if there are spots on the sheet more easily that way. Wait, what? Right. Um, generally, you know, in the ones we've stated in the past, it's usually like, please strip the bed and throw the sheets in the corner. You know, something like mm-hmm. that. Because then the cleaning crew just comes in, picks them up, and then launders them. Mm-hmm. But they wanted us to leave them on the bed because it's more easy for the cleaning crew to see if there are spots. Eh, what? <laughs> That's what I- I was like, what does that mean? If they don't see spots, do they not wash the linens? Wow. Yeah. Um, does that seem strange to you? Uh, yes. Yes, Mark, it does. It's really weird. Now, I don't, first of all, I don't know that I've ever been to an Airbnb. Like, I, you know, my grandmother used to rent a cottage and stuff mm-hmm. down in Nantasket, Massachusetts when I was a kid. And we had to bring our own linens and stuff like that. But the idea, uh, okay. the idea that you would, the idea that you would have... Like the cleaning crew has to spot the spot. <laughs> First, I have a question. It's kind of like we're going to give the cleaning crew an, an, an opportunity to see if the sheets look dirty By the before way, they decide what they're going to do with them. Which is, what are you, incontinent? <laughs> no. <What> is, <laughs> Did you? Well, I don't please, know. Please, please you, don't pay attention I know to you've the been rubber divorced, sheets. I know you've been divorced for a while, but there are other spots that can be left on a bed. Yes, I, I have been divorced for a while, and thank you for noticing. Yes. Thank you for noticing and bringing that up. I appreciate it. No, I. the thing is, I, um, you've been in a lot of Airbnbs now. Here recently. There, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how much a lot is, but you've been probably to a, more, a few. Probably more than, I mean, we do that a bit. You okay. Know? Have you ever <laughs> stripped the sheets down and found the mattress to be spotty sadly wanting is what you're saying uh, <laughs> spotty uh you know yeah i mean that happens sometimes you strip a bed and you're just like oh my god can't believe i've been sleeping on that <laughs> well i mean your own bed is one thing like your own bed when you <laughs> yes, throw out a, uh, you know. when you throw out a mattress and you realize you go oh my god look at these stains and yeah. it's just sweat or whatever it is right but, yeah but, but you're in an airbnb i don't know stripping the bed i mean i would be more concerned if i stripped the sheets off the bed and saw a multitude, a l- several levels of... Usually what you see is if you, you strip the sheets, there's a sheet cover, like a mattress cover okay. that's on there. And it's usually like a, you know, a, a, a kind of sort of a vinyl thing or something like that. Or or it's just clean. I think they, they strive to have that be I would clean. think yeah. so, yes. Yeah. Strive so, to have it clean, yeah. I think, is a... That should be on the front door. Welcome yeah. to our Airbnb. We strive to have it clean. Yeah, exactly. Um, we check for spots, so is my, what they say. So... I have to ask the question. Yeah. Were there any spots on the sheet? Very well could be. You know? Wait. What? Getting away does good things for you. Right? Good for you. Yes. Yeah, so. All right. All right. Um, oh, no, your special purpose there on the road. <laughs> it was a road game. Hey, it was a road hey, game was what it was. Hey, it's an active little fellow. I, there, I have so. no problem with you there. I get um, We better open up that College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. So let's welcome Eric to the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Eric, I'm going to ask you the same five questions I asked Mark. Whoever gets more correct will graduate. If you don't graduate, you'll have to tell everybody you flunked out. Are you ready to play? Yes, I am. All right, first things first, Eric, you take control and kick Mark out of the studio for me, please. All right, Mark, get your behind out the studio, please. All right, Eric. He dropped a behind on you. I'll talk to you in a few. All right. (laughs) 
Mark is scampering out of the studio. Thank you. Slam the door. That wasn't nice. Uh, question number one. In which country was Metallica bassist Cliff Burton killed? Norway, Sweden, or Denmark? I'm going to say Sweden. Question number two. Denmark. Question number two. Where is the hotel known as the legendary Continental Riot House? The one in John Wick or the one on the uh, with rock and roll. uh, It's in Hollywood. The Continental Riot House is what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, it's in Hollywood. Question number three. What was the Rolling Stones' first album without Bill Wyman? Dirty Work, Voodoo Lounge, or A Bigger Bang? Uh, Voodoo Lounge. Question number four. Who appeared as a hillbilly band in the Wild West dance scene in Back to the Future Part 3? Ooh, wow. Uh, (laughs) Man, do I have no idea about that. Um... A hillbilly band around, and um, I'll say uh, Van Halen. All right. Question number five. If I, I instruct no question number five, if I instructed you to walk this way to see Toys in the Attic, which band would I be inviting you to see? Aerosmith. All right. Let's get Mark in here and see how this goes. Wow, those were hard questions. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Question right. number one for Mark. In which country was Metallica bassist Cliff Burton killed? Norway, Sweden, or Denmark? Jeez, uh, um, I'm taking a guess here. Norway. It is one to nothing. Was I the right? The correct answer was Gothenburg, Sweden. Ah, so he got that right. Yeah, yes, he I did right. <laughs> but he was guessing. Yeah. Question number two, Mark behind the eight ball. Where is the hotel known as the legendary Continental Riot House? Los Angeles. It is two to one. Question number three. Oh, come on, Hollywood's Los Angeles. I just said it was two to one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I was paying attention. <laughs> Question number three. What was the Rolling Stones' first album without Bill Wyman? Dirty Work, Voodoo Lounge, or a Bigger Bang? Uh, Dirty Work, Voodoo Lounge, or a Bigger Bang? Damn. Um, I'll go with a bigger bang. It was Voodoo Lounge. This is tough, Mark. It's now three to one. Question number four. Behind the eight ball is Mark. Who appeared as a hillbilly band in the Wild West dance scene in Back to the Future Part 3? ZZ Top. It is three to two. Question number five. If I instructed you to walk this way to see Toys in the Attic, which band would I be inviting you to see? Aerosmith. Mark comes from behind and ties this thing. He missed that last one? No, he got it. Then he won. Oh, he did win. You're right. Actually, no. He didn't, because he said Van Halen and not and not ZZ Top. So it is a tie, a three-to-three tie. Nobody wins. Um, nobody wins. See, I didn't hear his answers. His answer was Van Halen. And the answer was Easy Top. Yeah, so I got that one right. You got that right. He got it wrong. It was a tie. It was three to two going into the fifth question. 
now it's three to three because you got it right and he got it wrong. All right, not that I want to lose, but, but it's a tie. He got didn't he get the first four right? No, not all four. What was the fourth question? Fourth question was uh, I don't remember now. Okay, never mind. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll make sure. Double check, triple check, whatever. Yeah, I, I believe. I believe it's not a tie. that I want. Not that I want to. Lose, but I want to be fair about it anyway. Yeah. Oh. You know, if if he beat me, then I flunked out of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. He did to Eric. He didn't. And yeah, just to clarify, I did lose in the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Yeah, you did. Final score four to three in that situation. So congratulations, Eric. Well done, sir. My math sucks. Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.